0: And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex, my name's Paul, and if your favorite baseball team is still in first place, then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it.
1: I'm good. It's been a whirlwind, man. I was just saying before we started, I really haven't talked to you in like a week, barely. Um, yeah. Just running around like crazy, had to go back to Ohio for some work stuff, do some whining and dining, um, and uh, yeah, just crazy. I, I didn't get to watch a ton because uh went into the evening entertaining and stuff until like 10 or 11 both nights, so I caught the tail end of a couple games, and was preparing for family to come to help Taylor when I was gone on Monday and Tuesday. It was just a whirlwind. So got to watch some of them, but best of all, got to go to the game on Friday night, which was my first game in three years and, uh, went with Quincy and my brother, Nick and, uh, beautiful weather, beautiful day. It was good. to I'd, I'd met Quincy once before quickly, um, but actually get to hang out and stuff. Um, and yeah, we had a great time at the game. Got to meet walk off Jesus, Andrew, uh, who messaged and wanted to meet up. He was awesome. So shout out to Andrew. Thanks for the support. And just so you know, Paul, not only was he a great guy, but he said that he loves the nicknames I come up with. And he specifically loved my hunter gatherer nickname because he's a burly man himself. And he said he kind of looks like him. So he he appreciated it. And I told him, don't worry. I said, if Paul was here, he would literally tell you to shut the fuck up (laughs) and and did not give me anything at all. So don't worry. And then we were able to meet uh, Nicole as well, um, who we interact with on Twitter, who was very, very nice. It was great to see her. Quincy got to meet her as well because she was on uh, his podcast as well. So, yeah, it was a good time. You were missed. Wish you could have been there. Um, But brought home a dub. Beautiful stadium. Great seats up in like the 552, 554 behind home plate and uh, in the lower lower sections of it i mean just great seats see everything and uh yeah brought home a win so sorry about that
0: yeah i wish i could have gone it was uh i'm the same way i haven't watched a lot of the games my uh sleep schedule has been all types of fucked and i've been getting like real shitty sleep lately so i like sit down to watch the game and i like, pass the fuck out so i would get like through the first couple innings and then i'm toast
1: yeah I don't blame you. Some days are like that. And I know the next couple. I've been like
0: days, that for like the past week.
1: Yeah, your stuff's been all, all in a tizzy. I feel like I don't even yeah. know where you're at half the time. But then the last week last week was a blur, so I couldn't tell you anyway. Mm-hmm. So Papa's happy to be back with you. I mean, yeah. Papa, give you kisses and love you. And <laughs> your Mom, bum Mom. shoulder. That hopefully is okay. Yeah,
0: I got to go to the doctor. Uh, we're, we're doing like a weird split recording. Cause I got to go to the doctor at, uh, I'm leaving here and my appointments in like what an hour and a half to uh, like two hours, but it's like a half hour away. I never know about traffic, but, um, yeah, last week I kind of messed my shoulder up pretty bad and then it got better. So then I went to the gym yesterday and it got exponentially worse.
1: Yeah. Um, that's not going to fix it.
0: Yeah. So uh yeah, I'm going and hopefully they uh do some MRIs and stuff cuz a couple uh, uh well, pretty much since I was like 20 uh my shoulder and pretty much my my entire body's been a problem. My my whole adult life. Yeah, the last 3 to 5 years. Have, My shoulders and back have been a problem since I was like 20 and my knees. But a couple years ago, they started some seeing some like deteriorating in my shoulder. So I'm hoping that it's not a rotator cuff and I don't have to have surgery, but we'll find out.
1: We will. On the second half of this episode, we will get an update (laughs) as we squeeze some stuff in before your doctors. Uh, I got a
0: new car. That's exciting. It is. I got
1: a uh, 06 Wrangler. Which everybody listening, unless you own a Jeep, you wouldn't get it. It's just a Jeep thing. (laughs) You wouldn't understand. Um, It's it's fun.
0: I enjoy it. Uh, I've had the majority of the time I've had the
1: top off because the weather's been super nice here. And uh, it's a lot of fun yeah i love it for you i mean it's a, again i can't understand because i don't have a jeep and it's a jeep thing yeah. but and i'll never let that go but no it looks like the perfect Paul car like something yeah. fun to do some stuff looked like it was in really good shape red jeep old style wrangler i'm not a jeep a, guy i don't hate them.
0: yeah it's an 06 wranglers that yet yeah, last year of this uh engine that they put in it with it's the uh 4.0 inline six damn and then nice. they started putting like chrysler town and country minivan engines into them so this is like the last year of like true jeeps
1: back when men before used they to be- started
0: getting like flat like not flashy but more like modernized i guess would be the word word
1: yeah um back when men used to be men But (laughs) like I said, not a Jeep guy, but I do like and respect the older style like you have. Like you said before, they got cleaned up and all that. I mean, it's a little more rugged like a Jeep Wrangler. So it's the most Paul thing I've ever seen in my life. So now you got a motorcycle and that. Can you guys tell that they're red and has no children? Yeah. (laughs) Living his best life. But I got a great
0: deal on it. So it was the it was the best thing I could get in my price range and
1: i think it'll be good Not for you about it yeah it's nice you can't keep the top down all year or off and stuff all year but i mean virginia beach has pretty good weather and yeah i mean the market right now it's crazy with cars so i'm glad you found something that you like and it's yeah. definitely a u thing and it's a stick so flex on them a little bit Whoops. Yeah. but that's why i don't mind keeping the top off at night who's gonna steal it no one knows how to drive stick
0: anymore, very few so. people very yeah. few
1: people i do know how no. um then take the, me a second. Both of
0: my vehicles are technically manuals with my motorcycle and
1: my uh, Jeep. Boomer uh, Boomer Facebook thing like, it's a built-in security system for kids these days. Which <laughs> most people most people can't drive a stick. Uh, like I said, I know how. Take me a second to get back into the rhythm of it. I never owned a car like one, but I've always loved cars, and so I had friends my, that uh, had them. My car in Italy was a right-hand drive stick. Flex. Huge so, flex. That was a, a learning a curve old BMW three series or something. It's that you a had?
0: 92 BMW 340 I let's go just rip just fucking thing. slam I, that thing around. I, I love that thing so much and I almost brought it back with me to have as like an antique and to like put some work into it. But the command I was at it was kind of like a tradition to pass that down to like the new young people that came in. Mm-hmm. because getting a car over there usually you just get like an island beater and that's honestly what it was and so i was like i can't take that away from this place
1: so you just sold it to somebody
0: yeah i sold it to a kid at the command like a 19
1: year old kid like straight I, out of boot camp i hope it broke down for him every day but i'm glad that it was good for you yeah your uh, life was is a movie kid. your life's a movie, dude. Like, I know all this stuff about you, but then it's like you literally lived in Sicily for like three or four years. It's For wild. three years, yeah. And you were married for like four minutes. I was married for like a year.
0: Technically, I was married for like three years because the divorce took forever. But we were together for like, I think it was
1: like 15 months. Yeah. Love that for you. But that's for a whole nother day. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's the Patreon episode. Cheat plug, yeah, cheap plug, AO. Cheap plug. I'll put the link. Actually, that's a good thing. I'll put the link um, in the episode description. Check out our new website outside of the Patreon, um, which I'm going to get to. But Paul, we got a domain name now. He. Purchased it 216baseball.com, right? It's not even pod, isn't it? Just 216baseball. Uh, it's 216baseballpod.com. Uh, dot com. Someone
0: has 216baseball.com, and when I find out who you are, I'm coming after
1: you. <laughs> it's it's on site. <laughs> so check out the website. Paul did an amazing job designing it. You can find the newest episode there. You can get a quick link to our merch shop. You can get to the Patreon. You can get to our Discord, which has been doing much better than we thought like we knew we were hoping but thanks for all the support um That's so go to
0: fun to talk to you guys on there too it's been it's been real fun to sit there and chat we've had a couple watch parties with some games where yeah. uh we, we we were sitting there talking during the game with people it was a lot of fun
1: Yeah, So check that out. Instead of having to plug multiple links, go to the website. You can't miss it right there. Uh, Make sure you sign up for the Discord. It's free. You just pop in there. Uh, The merch shop is there and the newest episode. And then we're talking about the Patreon. That is a new release. Um, And we've got a couple of people already supporting it. So thanks so much. We got three tiers. It's the pup tier, uh, $3 a month. It's going to get you access to special parts of the Discord. Um, and then the dog tier, just D-O-G, and I'm laughing because of the last tier, it kills me. Dog tier is $5 a month. That's going to give you an ad-free bonus episode each month on top of the Discord access. And then there's the dog tier in the words of Paul, <laughs> which I laugh about like once a day when I think about it. That's $8 a month. Um, that's going to give you access to the ad-free bonus episode, the Discord, um, special uh, Discord channels, and then uh, a special code for 15% off the merch store, uh, which will just be be ongoing and yeah we're pretty excited about it thanks to the people that have already signed up and supporting us it means a lot uh, we don't take it for granted and we're excited to push at least one ep- bonus episode a month out um and we're gonna, uh, we-
0: the, the, the goal is once every one every two weeks two uh, two bonus episodes a, a month but least we both one. have crazy lives, and we're both super busy, and uh, we do plan on getting one of them, at least I plan on getting one of them recorded here soon to get out Really there. soon.
1: Yeah, we want to get yeah. it out really soon. We've already got an idea uh, that I think is fun, so... Yeah, and the Discord stuff. There's gonna be, it just gives more access to us. So the Discord is free in general, but there're gonna be some locked ones that just direct access to us. And uh, my brother is the moderator, um, and and be able to interact, ask questions, maybe some Q and A. Um, so thank you to everyone that's already supporting it, and uh, check that out. We we think it's uh, hopefully worth it, and um, and yeah, hope you do too. So getting into some hot topic stuff here um i want to talk about a couple things and not spend too much time on any of them but maybe just bring it up and owen Miller's a lot um uh, i feel like he needs to be talked about and his struggles um it seems like he's just kind of been treading water and then some for a while now but when you dig into the numbers i started looking at it the other day i realized he's kind of the new ernie clement for tito and it's really frustrating because he's stealing at bats kind of but you know work with me here from he's playing first base when when Naylor isn't he's playing first base for us when he plays first base he can't catch the ball at first base he's literally just drops the ball for no reason that hasn't been fixed it's very frustrating and at the same time it's not like well the offense is great so you put up with some shitty defense when you have to it's not the long term plan he's got an 85 wrc plus year to date okay for the whole year so 15 below league average and he's only put up 0.6 f war, which is not good i mean we're on the bottom third here of the season so he's projecting to be like a one win player that's a scrub but when you remember he had that hot start in april and even i finally was like all right i'm getting in on the owen train i never believed in him um turns out let you nuts hang, Alex. Uh, you knew what you were talking about. But no, it, he had a great April, and so we bought in, and we're like, okay, let's go. But we've always been open to trading him, too, because neither of us ever thought, like, yeah, just something about it. I don't know. Maybe we trade him, cash well, out. Well, the,
0: thing, the thing is, is he's not a first baseman, right? So we knew he wasn't going to play middle infield for us, which is his natural position, like who was yeah. where he plays. And we knew that he wasn't going to play that. So that being said... We we know that he's not a part of our future. He's, like, I want to say he's been serviceable, but, like, eh, at times. Um, And he's helped. It, it's helped a lot not having, like, even though he hasn't played great defense or decent defense, Uh, he's given Josh Naylor some time to get off his feet by taking some of the reps at first base. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's helped this team out still, but it's not,
1: he he's not part of this future. Yeah. And since 5-1, okay, so since May 1st, which carves out that red hot April, right? He has a 60 WRC plus. He is 40% below league average. And then I can't make this up. Since June 1st, 60 WRC plus, it, precisely the same. Since July 1st, a little better, 73 WRC plus, but still... 27 percent below league average and then this month since 8-1 56 WRC plus I keep in my head he'll do like one thing he'll get a sack fly he comes up with like two singles in a game and I think like oh okay so the other day I started digging I'm like how is he doing like I don't really have a good read and then I dug into this I'm like come on and so what I'm frustrated with is you cannot tell me that Tyler Freeman who's super athletic and who is poised to be and could be a super utility guy. Freeman could. He plays third base, he plays short, and he plays second. You can't tell me you can't teach him first base. The kid's clearly yeah. athletic. Like you can teach him first well, base. Well,
0: so so what I will say is that not to I don't want to skip forward in the hot topic. Yeah. No. But to this point that you're saying I'll just go ahead. So Today's Tuesday. On Sunday, Nolan Jones got optioned back down to AAA and they recalled Richie Palacios. Yeah. The rumor is that nothing's been confirmed, but what's been going around is that Nolan Jones went to Tito and said, hey, I want reps at first base. Mm -hmm. And that's why they sent him down to AAA is so he can get more at bats and get reps at first base.
1: Uh, So I did and didn't hear the rumor. I think just to be clear, they sent him down because he also needs to work on his swing and oh, because yeah. he's not, he's not getting enough at bats at all. That's part of the problem is regular at bats. You got to work through it. And we just there's too many mouths to feed. It's a problem uh-huh. right now, especially in the outfield where Richie Palacios is a pinch hit king and really should be on the team. And someone said, and I agree, can't remember who they were like. This shows me that they really want to win and they want to keep winning. And obviously, yeah. that's that's kind of an eye roll statement. But where we're at right now, that shows like, let's not rush Nolan. Let's he needs those regular at bats. He, we all believe in him or you should let him figure it out. I wonder what genius said he should play first base for us. Hmm. Who said that from the minute he got brought up here? <laughs> it couldn't be me. He needed to be our first. He's a third baseman by trade. Like, he slots right over to the other corner. He profiles. Yeah. He's tall as shit. He's a big boy. Play first base, King. Let's go. Yeah, but, and, a yeah, but it's, and a left-hander. It's definitely it's not as easy as like, oh, just swap over
0: there. You know what I mean? You can't one day go from playing third to playing first base in professional baseball. It's not like a, oh, guess what? You've never played first base before? Figure it out, dude. Yeah, you no, I mean? agree. So like if, So, him he's going down to some AAA, rush. that's going to be where, where he starts playing first base a bit and that's where he's going to start getting those reps in and if he can come up i'm up, and I'm going to be honest with you, right? Oscar Gonzalez is bat I I offensively love him, right? Yeah. Not a right field like he's yeah, <laughs> he, he, watching him in a right field makes me so ups, not upset, but like
1: watching the lines he takes to balls and the plays he makes, like I'm ugh. it's clunky it's not bad. I mean, it's still serviceable for the bat. You can live with it. Good. He's got a great arm, but well, yeah. I dude, mean, he's he's clunkier out there. I'll well, when he's got to get off his feet. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, okay. When nailer's got to get off his feet, then let nailer DH. You know what I mean? And then. Well, and then
1: OG has to play right field. Right net, field is what yeah. I'm
0: saying. But but I'm saying I would more regularly want Oscar Gonzalez to play to, or to DH than play right field. Oh yeah, I can get behind first that. Base. Like yeah. Juan
1: play left, Straw play center, which we'll talk about that a little bit, um, and then when possible, let Benson play right, and then let Oscar DH and Naylor. That's kind of your yeah. your primo lineup, and then yeah. let you know Palacios. When, shown, then when Naylor needs off his feet,
0: Naylor DHs.
1: Og's fine out in right, right field. If it's you want great.
0: Oscar Gonzalez, or if Oscar Gonzalez needs a break, you know you just take
1: og out the lineup you know what i mean so but people have talked uh, about owen miller you know trying to be a super utility guy the problem is you got to catch the ball at first base dog like yeah. you can't he, he, i guess he's played third before i think we talked about that a couple months ago he, he plays a, decent, a little bit last year yeah he played he could play second we know that but like you have to be an outstanding usually when you think super utility it's glove first bat second and that's fine that's kind of by design what they're supposed to do play a ton of positions and good great like ernie is a good uh, is a super utility guy but being able to drop the ball at first all the time and basically play second base have very few reps at third tyler freeman has already played third second well i don't know that he's played second yet but he can play it and he's played short for us you teach him first and then like let tyler be our super utility guy i mean you can't tell me you don't think he can put up a 60 wrc plus at a minimum like and play as good of defense as owen like it's just, it's kind of like Tito's new pet, right? But Owen keeps t- taking at bats from Tyler Freeman, and I want to bang my head against a wall. I've thought about it. Maybe I've done it once or twice. I don't know. Um, but Tyler was always highly regarded. We know what he can do, and he fits that glove. He's not a gold glove super utility guy. Like Ernie has a better glove, but he plays good defense. And if you can teach him first, why are we taking at-bats from Tyler Freeman? He is part of the future. Like, let's yeah. let's go. It's time for Owen to go down and let Tyler get those regular at-bats at first. Or Nolan's going to come back up, and, and there's a big puzzle piece. So moral of the story yeah. is, Owen Miller ain't it. Nice guy. I like him and his giant chompers that look fake like Freddie Freeman's, but he, it, it ain't it. Like, that. that's terrible production. And then the next one, it's not just pick on people day. Is Miles Straw. And the only reason I'm bringing him up because you know I love some Miles Straw. I think he's got 10 defensive runs saved already. He's yeah. in like the top 5% of all defensive. I mean, he, we keep saying I've never seen the dude a take a complete defender. Like, I've never seen him take a bad route in my life. The dude yeah. is like a video game. <laughs> it's nuts. And
0: like gold glove center fielder. And that's not even like platinum glove
1: center fielder. It's nuts. Like the defense he can play is ridiculous. It's basically perfect. It's wild. Yeah. But e- even with all that and how much value he's adding, he's only got one war uh, through you know, yeah. basically two-thirds of the season. And that's because he has 57 WRC plus on the year. That's 43% below league average. And there was an article yeah. or something going around the other day, and I was trying to source it better, and I didn't get the chance, that he had, he is literally on pace. This is not a... Mm-hmm. I'm not being dramatic to have the worst offensive season in baseball history of a qualified batter or a qualified hitter however you want to say yeah like in history we have played a lot of baseball folks hundreds of years since june he had a decent april so since june since uh, excuse me may 1st 39 wrc plus 61 percent below league average since june 1st 33 weighted runs combined that's 67% worse than league average since July 1st, 41. You guys can do the math. And then since 8 1 this month, okay, in however many games, he has a negative 45 WRC plus, which I don't know how that's possible. I know you can have a negative OPS plus if you're real bad, but he literally has a negative 45 WRC plus. And we're starting to see he's not losing out on a ton of at bats, but he is starting to like sit one out of every three games and they're kind of getting Benson in there. And it's kind of interesting. I really I, I still believe in him. I think he needs yeah. to be benched more. Right now, I do think he needs I think for the rest of the season, if you're trying to win, you need to move him to more of that fourth outfielder slash defensive replacement. If it's the sixth inning and you got a three or four run lead, boom, swap him out, put him in, put him in, in the seventh, eighth. I'm fine with that. It it works so well. What he's basically broken um it's a weak fly out to right or a weak ground out to short it that is 80 percent of his outs i mean it's crazy yeah quincy i want to plug did an amazing job breaking down all the like stat part of pulling is he trying to pull the ball more he's not doing that as much on the guardians fan cast check him out i know i plug him all the time but i would be ripping off his work and would be beating a dead horse a lot of you probably already listened to his so i don't want to step on that but if you want the numbers breakdown of that, Quincy already did it. I'll let him explain it and did a great job. But I still believe in Myles Straw. I think it's in there, um, but it's broken right now. And, I, I mean, it's unserviceable. The, I mean, the yeah. defense is amazing, but, I mean, you're I mean, literally if you on.
0: Go, if you go through, hit like, baseball history, right? Like, obviously, no one's had this bad of a year, if you know what I mean? But. Great players have off years, like uh, that. It's a thing. You know what I mean. Yeah. You you can see it. You can go through name insert player name here, and you can see a huge dip in one year. It, and like you said, I I'm still I still have faith in him. I still think that he's our center fielder. I still think that it's in there, and he's going to be a part of this team for a a, a decent bit, but. Yeah, it's been bad this year. But I like, like we said,
1: the defense is ridiculous. It, it is. It's, that's the only reason he has one war. Otherwise, yeah. he, that shows you how good the defense is. Because we saw, you know, like Hedges at now he's turning it on a little bit, and he has been since like the All Star break. But prior to that, you know, when it was like, oh my god, you know, even with his ungodly defense, he dipped below. Positive yeah. WAR, he got into like negative point one WAR. Which I will sh- say, it, it
0: I I do think it's easier for
1: a center fielder to get defensive runs saved than
0: a catcher. But yeah,
1: but I mean, it just goes to show you that he's literally yeah. on pace to have him and Jonathan Scope, who we'll talk about in the Tiger series, are like right there with each other of just like the statistically worst season of a qualified hitter in yeah. history but he's still re- straw is so fucking good that he's returning a one war still and you're right I don't know the deep calculation but I could see it'd be easier for a center fielder to you know what fortify, I mean? you know defensive war but exactly one is wild because otherwise he'd be in the negative by yeah. a lot so all I'm saying is worst case scenario he's an incredible fourth outfielder I know we don't like to burn money five million a year I think is his extension. Is a decent, you know, but an elite base runner, uh, 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 base stealer. Um, the best defense you'll see, basically in center Fast field. As hell, interesting. But I still believe in him to turn around and be a productive nine-hole yeah. nine hitter. Hopefully, a 320 OBP next year. But we got to start benching him more, you know, Quan can play a good center. It's not going to be as good as Straw, but he plays an above-average center. You know, you got guys like Richie could now pu- uh, plug into left field. Um, you can you know you got Benson out there you got OG so that sucks a little bit because straw does pick those guys up more than straw uh Quan does but you cannot have a literal black ho- I know it's your nine hole hitter but I mean it It it's a literal black hole that is yeah. killing the wraparound if we have any kind of momentum there it's likely that catcher will move back to the, our nine hole hitter you know if, if, if he bent you know he sits in a game Benson's probably eight and then maybe catch her at nine. I don't know how we want to do it, but I mean, the, the, it's just tough to see still believe in him. Um, but it seems like the club is starting to bench him a little bit more now. Um, and I know his splits are really bad against lefties. He has, uh, I'm trying to see against lefties. I can't even see his op All his stats suck so much. It really, I'm not even trying to be funny that, I can't even, it's not showing me his OPS, but, um, yeah, I know he's just not hitting. It's either lefties. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I couldn't find it when I wanted to, but I know he's got terrible splits and so bench him against that. I, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, it, it's, it's tough, tough, man. But yeah, Nolan goes down. Like we talked about fix your swing. Got to believe he's part of the future. I have literally said all along before he even came up, let him play first base because that's what we need. And, yeah, we'll see. So, just got some tough holes.
0: Yeah. It's – who would have thought – I mean, we've said it, I can't tell you how many times, the beginning of this year
1: that our problem would be we have too many outfielders. It's literally the Paul Rudd look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. But while we are away this week um, in against the Padres and then against the Mariners, little West Coast trip. Whoops! Um, unfortunately, no home games. But we will eventually be back at home, I believe, the week following. Yeah. And if you're going to be buying tickets, as you know, we need to support our first place team. Get out, get loud. Um, I mean, come on, this team is just popping off. Make sure you SeatGeek uh, to buy tickets. Download the app, number one mobile ticketing app, uh, iOS, App Store, Google Play, Android. Get it wherever you get apps, basically. Uh, They make it really easy. You can see exactly where you're sitting. Use big green dots for great deal. Means, hey, you're stealing this. You know, somebody's in financial ruin trying to dump these tickets to put food on the table. You should absolutely exploit that. Big Red Dot says someone's trying to rip you off. And you know what we think about that. So avoid those. Uh, it doesn't get any easier if it's use code 216BASEBALL for $20 off your first purchase when you sign up. And if you're not into baseball, you got preseason footballs around now. Although, why would you be listening to this podcast? But we all have different interests. Pre-season hey, I football. watch football too. Yeah, exactly. Preseason football, uh, obviously, football season is also right around the corner. Basketball plays, festivals, concerts. If you can basically buy a ticket to it, yeah. you can use SeatGeek. Uh, download it, code two one six. And Cher lacrosse league SeatGeek. No judgment, SeatGeek. If if you can yeah. buy a ticket to it, SeatGeek. Uh, yep. So code two one six baseball save twenty dollars off when you for, when you sign up, and yeah, saving money is a good thing. So Which- go do that.
0: I got a question and I guess it'll be more so for, for the listeners than you, because I know you won't participate. Would ooh, that probably sound like shit. I just hit my mic. Would some listeners be interested in starting like a two, one, six baseball fantasy football league. Ooh, to kind of yeah, follow, up with, follow up with, follow up with and the, the, uh, have something for us to kind of interact with people during the off season, um, and stuff. Uh, let me know. I, I mean, I, I can, I can make a league. It's not too difficult. I'm already a commissioner in one league for some friends and, and people from work, but might be interesting. Maybe we'll make it a Patreon exclusive. True. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, obviously, I always tweet out about the episode uh, with all the links to our sponsors and everything on Twitter at two one six baseball pod. So let us know. That's where everybody interact, ask questions, comment on the episode. People already do that, yeah. but if you're interested, let us know. We'll figure it out. But Seeky, code two one six baseball pod. I'm sorry, I said two one six baseball two one six baseball pod save twenty dollars. So game one, trying to get into this Tiger series, uh, Savali versus Hutchison. This was last Monday. Guardians come into Monday afternoon's game, game one of the traditional doubleheader, looking to keep things rolling against a terrible Tigers team uh, that they swept on the road the week before. So good vibes. We got plenty of confidence as a result, and we just won the Blue Jays series on the road coming directly into this. So we are cooking. We send Savali to the bump for his second start off of the IL. He pitches well, but doesn't get the win as the offense was quiet until the seventh. But they do get the job done, which is the most important thing. Quick line: Cleveland four runs on nine hits, no errors. Detroit one run on three hits and one error. Offensive highlights: bottom of the fifth, Miles Straw leadoff single, and then proceeds to steal second base, and that's his fifteenth of the year, and that's his uh, second stolen base of the day. So, um, <laughs> it's funny I spent all that time, and then he has a day. But <laughs> baseball is baseball is a marathon, not a sprint. But yeah, Any good to see him, day, baby. Finally good to see him get back to some stolen bases there um, in two in one day. And then with two outs, Jose, RBI single to right field. That scores Straw, ties the game at one apiece. And then bottom of the seventh, Miles Straw draws a leadoff walk, followed by a Stephen Kwan single. With two outs, Andres Jimenez calls game. hits a three-run bomb to right field. That's his 13th of the year. And the Guardians take a 4 nothing lead, which is enough to get it done. Um, it was a pretty sad game prior to that. It, the vibes were not good. We were just kind of like getting mowed down by dudes you've never really Very heard of. melancholy. Yeah, the vibes were. I watched, uh, I think, all this one. And the vibes were just per- melancholy is a good way to put it. And Andres Jimenez says, game bitch. And Andrew Chafin, who has been tough all year, great lefty. Um, and lefty lefty, too, just sends yeah. it and says, I'm Stephen done with Kwan's
0: this. like standing
1: on the railing of the dugout just type losing, fuck. <laughs> losing his mind you love to see it um yeah so just a, a great performance and he he did everything in this game jimenez three for four single double and that three run bomb so triple short of the cycle he's just stays different with like yeah. almost on 150 wrc plus. captain like, clutch what? baby yeah he's literally like statistically i think the most clutch ice player cold,
0: ice cold water in his veins
1: Yep. I think he's the statistically like the number one or two most clutch player in the American league. And I want to say he's like number two in all of baseball. So uh, it's wild. Um, And then Oscar Gonzalez, two for four with a double because all he does is hit doubles. Jose, two for four, RBI single, tied the game earlier on. And then we talked about Straw already on base twice, scored both times, two stolen bases. Nice to see him make a difference offensively. And again, other than that, pretty melancholy otherwise. Uh, key stats, seven strikeouts to three walks. Solid. Nine hits. Three of them were for extra base hits. Again, pretty solid. Three for 15 with runners in scoring position. That's only a 200 average, which isn't atrocious, but three for 15 is rough. Could have done a lot more with this yeah. one. And uh, we left eight on base. So, Do you
0: remember uh, last year when we had games where it was like we struck out 20 times?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> hey, these a kids. Not me, not me. So defensive highlights, uh, nothing to report. Okay, so pitching analysis in this one, uh, really nice follow up start from Savali. Uh, it's only a second since coming off the IL, like I said. Six innings of one run ball, three hits, walked one, struck out ten. So let your nuts hang, King. That's, I think that's not a, career, a, line. a season high. That's what I thought, and I maybe tied his career high off the top of my head. He's not usually dicing up people too much, yeah. but. I love it. Uh, two of the three hits he came, uh, gave up in total came in the first, and that allowed the and that led to the only run he gave up too. So after the first, he mowed him down, um, and he's going to be tested tonight because we're recording this on Tuesday uh, when we face the Padres. So he's going to be tested, but hopefully he stays hot. We know that when Savali's right, he's an effective pitcher, um, and I never lost the faith, even if the beginning of this year. You know was what we didn't tough. talk
0: about this episode too?
1: The Soto. Well, Tatis. Or, sorry, not Soto, excuse me, Tatis. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, that's, I guess, for next episode now. But yeah. I will, <laughs> I will literally make the new episode placeholder and I will put hot topic. Tatis is a bum. I promise I'll do it. <laughs> so Karen Check comes out for the seventh and ends up getting the win thanks to Andres Jimenez clutch, uh, three run homer in the bottom of the seventh. Um, and he walked one, but struck out two, and he just continues to dominate since getting up from the IL. It's really impressive what Karen yeah. Karen Crack is doing, dude. I cocaine's don't get a hell of a drug. It. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Stefan comes in for the hold in the eighth. pitches a perfect inning of relief, strikes out one. Love to see that. And then Classe comes out for the save. You already know what happens. Perfect inning. Took up eight pitches, and that's his twenty seventh save of the year. He is just really good at baseball. Yeah. So you're up king
0: yeah alex's special notes on this one uh there was a graphic that Valley sports put out saying that steven kwan is al rookie ranks and his average with the 294 first hits 111 first runs 59 first walks 42 first the dude just built fucking different and again i said it you know last week or the week before if he doesn't get rookie of the year votes i'm rioting
1: i know it's tough with julio and uh Adley and Adley will probably get it because he's just popping off. And Quan doesn't have the slugging and OPS, but people that won't even ask or bring him into the conversation, he defined God because he's absolutely in the top three. And if yeah. not, you don't know anything about baseball. And I, there's well, an argument my, my, he could be number my, two.
0: My only argument would be against both of those guys is that Quan's played all year.
1: I think Julio's played all year. Julio's popping I think off. I, I thought If not he's played almost all. I think athlete. Julio
0: Rodriguez didn't come up till like a month after the season started. Yeah, maybe that's And true. he almost got called Andy almost got called back down because he had like his first like couple weeks were bad. He
1: sure? I mean I believe he owned just Yeah, so he's played in he's played hundred and five games and there's only been he's only missed like ten, five, six games total. Okay. And he was on the injured list for like a week. So I think he's played all year, 134 okay. WRC plus three and a half war. Um, so yeah, he's, he's hanging in there. But if
0: I remember right during the all-star game, when they were talking about him, uh, they were talking about how he almost got called back down. And no, maybe he option. had like a
1: really rough start or something. That's I, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. He Which, was up on four, eight. So he did go, he did play the first month. Let me look at his. Okay. Yeah, he had a 61 WRC plus in the first month. since then he has had
0: yeah it's been nuts so i will say that steven kwan's been able to keep it pretty consistent like you know what i mean
1: 150 wrc plus since
0: yeah holy shit (laughs) but kwan's not as flashy as julio rodriguez and is not as big of a name as
1: adley regimen so His bat-to-ball skill is what it's some in the lack of strikeout. It's not so much in the stats, although he's got solid stats, does Quan? His just tools are nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, he needs to be top three. So, game two, this was a traditional doubleheader. So, right after the conclusion of game one, game two started 30 to 40 minutes later. Mandy Bell tweeted out before the game that our moves for the day, Xavion Curry selected from AAA to make his first um, major league start, which you love to see. I'm sorry, this actually got tweeted out prior to game one. I apologize, but I wanted to put it in here because it also says James Karinchek reinstated from the restricted list because at that point, you know, he was on it because he couldn't travel to uh, Toronto because he's not vaccinated for the prior series. Uh, Peyton Battenfield got returned to AAA for his curry. And then Jake Jewell, who was on the 40 man. I, did he even make an appearance? Maybe one got. DFA. I think it was a, a use and abuse kind of thing. And then Zach Meisel also tweeted out, you know, ahead of Xavion Curry's first major league start. He said he makes his MLB debut for tonight for Cleveland. He and Will Benson have been close since playing together in Little League in Georgia when they were six years old. That's crazy. Here they are on the same team called up within two weeks of each other. And Benson said, we've been talking about this day forever. Literal
0: fucking chills. That's like how Odell Beckham Jr. Not to go to football, but Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry were... And they played for the Browns together, they played popcorn football together, went to high school. They played at rival high schools, but then played at LSU together and then got drafted by different teams and then played together in Cleveland, which was pretty cool. So I see it all come full circle, but it's the same. That'd be crazy.
1: Yeah, that'd be it'd be like us talking about it or something yeah. like it's just wild literal chills. I'm just God just makes your hair stand up on the back of your neck. Um, And then the Guardians also said just uh, ahead of this that Xavion Curry is set to be our 14th player to make his Major League debut this season. And uh, yeah, it's just crazy that we've had 14. So Curry versus Garcia guardians come into game two of the traditional DH on Monday night, ready to get back after it. They got to keep the throttle down and win as many games against teams like the tigers as they can. The big news, obviously, and we've said it ad nauseum already that Curry is going to make his major league debut. He ends up scuffling, but he keeps us in the game. Uh, But the bullpen struggles too. um, And we end up dropping game two. So quick line Detroit, seven runs on 15 hits and no errors. Cleveland, five runs on eight hits and one error. Offensive highlights, bottom of the fourth, Owen Miller, leadoff single, followed by an Andres Jimenez two-run bomb to right center field. His 14th of the year, uh, his second of the day, and the Guardians take a 2-1 lead on this. Just the kid is popping off. Two meaningful home runs, you know, within like an hour of each other, hour and a half when he hit the first one versus this. Crazy. And still the bottom of the fourth with two outs, Luke Maley solo shot the left field. That's his second of the year. He stays red hot and extends our lead three to one. Uh, bottom of the seventh, Will Benson leadoff walk, followed by a Tyler Freeman one-out walk. Stephen Kwan then R- hits an RBI single to center. That brings home Benson and gets us back within one as we now trail five to four. Bottom of the ninth, OG hits a leadoff double to right field, followed by a Will Benson ground out that moves him to third. And then with one out, Luke Maley, RBI single to center, brings home OG. And we now trail at 7-5, to five, but that's how it stays as we take a tough loss. Just not a ton to highlight in this one other than Quan uh, Two-hit day with an RBI single. Jimenez, two-run blast. OG, two for four with a double yet again. And Maley, red hot with a solo shot and an RBI single. So a few guys getting it done. Um, but Ahmed and Jose both went 0 for four, which is is tough. And, uh, luckily the back half of the lineup did their job, but again, pitching, let them down here. Key stats, five strikeouts to two walks. Can't complain about that. Eight hits, three of them for extra bases, solid two for seven with runners in scoring position Two eighty six average. And we left four on base, even though we had 10 base runners. Uh, so again, nothing really to complain about. It's the offense more or less did their job. Might not have been beautiful, but, uh, all the, all the stuff was there. So,
0: yeah, and I'm gonna be honest. Defensively, I forgot that we had a doubleheader this day, so I didn't watch the condensed game for it. So I'm watching it now, so we can get
1: real time stuff. But uh, I, I can do the pitching if you want to come back around. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm watching it now, and I'm taking my notes now. So <laughs> we'll come back to the defense. Sorry about that. So pitching analysis and uh, Curry's major league debut: five innings, a three run ball, gives up eight hits, a walk, and three strikeouts. Not exactly the debut we probably envisioned, but he hung around, like I said, uh, had some traffic in the first inning, and then got some hits scattered across the second, third, and fourth. Um, but he gave up three singles and four batters to start the fifth, um, and that ended up leading to two runs coming across. And of the eight hits, only gave up one extra base hit, which was a double, so they weren't hammering necessarily, lots of singles. Probably just some nerves, which who can blame them in your debut and hopefully he gets another shot here soon. Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of this, uh, unfortunately, but from what I kind of saw from people I respect, uh, people said that you know it he really wasn't pitching that badly and it, he didn't look terrible. It's just kind of nah, how it goes it, sometimes. He he looked pretty good in it, but it just
0: you're playing pretty a special small. baseball team.
1: Yeah. So Eli comes out for the sixth and continues to just flat out suck. I hate saying that, but dude, he is like broken right now. Um, He gives up a solo shot to Jonathan Scope, who we said earlier, statistically, the worst qualified hitter in baseball, I think, right now. Him and Straw keep kind of passing it back and forth. Um, And then he gives up a solo shot to Kerry Carpenter, who's a rookie, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that was his first big league home run. Yeah. Um, So back to back. Like, love to see it, but just not against us. Yeah. Back to back Jacks against the Tigers. That's that's tough. I mean, come on. And then Shaw comes out for the seventh.
0: Wouldn't we only lose by two was the Yeah. Well, there's another issue
1: it. here, some man a management issue that also is gonna kind of come into play. Shaw comes out for the seventh, pitches a scoreless inning. Great. Push away from the table. But no, Tito decides he wants to push the limit for some godforsaken reason, brings Shaw back out again for the eighth, which we know that you just kind of use him and be done. We've seen what happens. He gives up back to back singles, throws a wild pitch, and then gives up an RBI single to Tucker Barnhart. Henches comes in to replace him, gets two strikeouts, but then he gives up an RBI single to Victor Reyes, which obviously is credited to Shaw, and the Tigers now have a three-run lead, um, which is really tough. I mean, this it could have been a one-run lead, and then we technically, I think, with the way we scored, would have tied this, at least, which could have should have would have you know you can't play this that you know baseball is going to play out the way it's supposed to but i mean what are we doing tito you ended up using the same amount of pitchers you just let shaw shit the fucking bed i get that you had to get four innings of your bullpen but we had an off day on monday or no actually sorry i said we had an off day we don't um no off day you get an off day on thursday and i get a double header but this just doesn't make sense to try and do that um sandlin pitches a clean ninth which again is great to see uh too little too late though um and just a bad showing from the bullpen listen that's gonna happen Doubleheaders headers are weird bullpens mess up but just some interesting choices here um and then i i'm gonna hit the special note just as he finishes this uh i wanted to point out that Naylor got pulled from this game uh pretty early on because he only had one at bat and then miller got uh, three at bats for him in this one And after the game, Mandy Bell said that he left the game with right ankle soreness. Spoiler alert, he ends up being okay from, you know, games that that come up. That goes into defensively. The only defensive highlight
0: is that in the top of the third, uh, Josh Naylor makes a really good backhanded play, spin, and flip to um, Curry covering the bag. But when he, like, uh, when he plants to pivot to do the flip, he he gives a he delivers a good flip, but then you see him kind of hobble off and uh, like nurse the ankle, and that's when he came out the very next innings when Owen Miller took over.
1: Ooh, and you just hate to see that. Yeah, but luckily Naylor ends up playing. I can't remember, but uh, he, we know that he doesn't stay out. But it's just everything with that leg is like, ugh, scary. Yeah. So, yeah, frustrating loss here. It happens. But, uh, yeah. So, game three is Plesak versus Hill. Guardians come into Tuesday night's game, ready to get back in the win column after that tough loss. But, again, DHS are weird. And I think we've basically split every single one, even though we've had a million this year. Uh, so, what are you going to do? I don't know. Luckily, we're still playing the Tigers, so we've always got a good shot. Uh, Cleveland sends all-time fuckboy Zack Plesak to the bump to try to get back on track but he continues to struggle, not helped out at all by a completely bullshit review that gets overturned. Uh, And the offense is on the quieter side, and we drop game three, which is really painful. Quick line, Detroit, four runs on 11 hits, one error. Cleveland, three runs on eight hits and one error. Offensive highlights, uh, bottom of the first, Stephen Kwan, leadoff single, followed by an Ahmed single to right. That moves Kwan from first to third. And then Jose RBI ground out, scores Quan and gets the Guardians on the board. Now we only trail at three to one, but we get on the board. And again, great base running and speed that on an R- you know an RBI ground out because he goes first to third, just doing everything right, just manufacture runs. Uh, bottom of the seventh, Tyler Freeman reaches on a fielding error by Tigers first baseman Harold Castro, that opens the inning, and then he actually gets to go to second on the play as well. So got a little chance here. Austin Hedges then flies out to right, which allows Freeman to move to third. Again, productive major league outs and good base running. And then with one out, Miles Straw hits an RBI ground out. That scores Freeman and gets us back within two as we now trail it four to two. Bottom of the eighth, Ahmed Rosario lead off triple, which is his seventh of the year. And I believe that leads all of baseball. It does. And yep. And we got something cooking. So Jose, RBI single to center. That brings home Ahmed. And now we're within one. So let's go. But that uh, rally stops there, and
0: uh, yeah, what sucks is in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, I think Tyler Freeman uh, hits a leadoff double, and then um, on a, a ground ball moves the or on a sack bunt moves the third. Yeah, uh, beautiful
1: that, sack. Hedges is great at bunting. You're right. Yeah. I'm remembering this now.
0: And then we had a runner on third with no outs and we couldn't get him home so it was tough
1: yeah i mean we shit the bet a little bit there too so key stats five strikeouts two walks not can't complain about that eight hits two of them were for extra bases um that is what it is fine 2 for 9 with runners in scoring position 2.22 average not great and we left seven on base and had 10 base runners so not not great yeah but, um, um, there are some defensive highlights. So, in the top of the first,
0: this is like the defensive highlight. Um, Harold Castro hits a ground ball right up the middle. Tyler Freeman goes to make a play on it, but it bounces off of the uh, second base bag, staying with the play. With the play, Tyler Freeman hustles to his right, picks up the ball, makes a fantastic throw across his body to the plate to get Javier Baez out at the plate on a bang bang play. Uh, Detroit decides to challenge the play because they think Austin Hedges was blocking the plate. Uh, The call, the call gets overturned uh, and instead of getting out of the inning with no runs uh, Detroit scores a run and now has a runner on second. And then the very next bad, very next batter give up a three run home run. Uh, This play was complete and utter bullshit run two run. Sorry. Yeah. Two run home run, but they get three runs in the inning. Um, But, Yeah, it was complete and utter bullshit. It's a rule that is not defined. Like, yes, it's defined, but it's defined very loosely. And there's no, like, no one can come out and say what the base path is that you're blocking when it comes to home plate. When When you're going first, second, and third, it's easy. It's a straight line. But you have all the room behind home plate that gives you, that gives runners leeway. But if the catcher is sitting there, then it, it's, it's a completely bullshit call that hasn't been called in the past. But for some reason, this year, uh, the umps in New York are getting their rocks off by calling this play uh, and calling this or uh, enforcing this rule. It seems like once a year, um, the umpires committee in, in New York and everything gets decides to get one rule and be super strict about it when there's no reason to. Um, as a catcher, you're taught to to stand in front of the plate uh and then make them work around you, but the the rule says that you can't block the plate until you have the ball in your hand but the 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 gray area is okay, you can't block the base path you can block the plate you can't block the pace path define the base path when you're going into home. Yeah, and, can. and it's like, tough. It's, like, there were some weiners, complete bullshit, um, and then later on, was... in the, in, later on in the game. Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. In the top of the third, Austin Gonzalez makes this is what a, the, one of the plays I'm talking about with OG uh, makes a bad read on a ball, hits a right field that lets a run score. He takes a really bad line at it um, and like runs. An extra seventeen feet that he didn't have to to try to catch up to it, giving Detroit more time to for a runner cool. to go. I think he went first to home on it, just not not good. Uh, from not a good look from him, but though though in the top of the ninth with one out with a runner on third, Miles Straw fouls a ball off, and originally. Originally, it gets called wrong, right? So they, the home plate umpire says that it hit the dirt and then the catcher caught it. So
1: it's a foul ball. So, um, Which was wrong. He swung or yeah. no, that he foul tipped it. And he, and, he did he not. it. Yeah. and he caught it and he caught it.
0: But what's bullshit is that you're like, you're the home plate umpire. How is someone who's sitting 120, 100, 100 and 120 feet away from the plate Going to correct you on that. How does a third base umpire see that play and make that call? Yeah, realistic. Like how how is that going to happen? So they overturned and on a right
1: handed hitter and yeah. on a right handed hitter that's going to have his.
0: And then, so instead of miles Straw continuing to be up, which they ended up getting the call right by chance. Um. So now instead of Miles Straw being up with one out and a runner on third, there's two outs with a runner on third. So that takes the sack fly away. Um, Just
1: a weird game, dude. So
0: now you have uh, Tito comes out, argues it, gets ejected. Now Get the, the third base, up. the third base umpire is looking into the dugout, talking to I think Miles Straw's like chirping at him, and it misses was. the play. The pitcher throws a ball, but the pitch doesn't count because the third base umpire is not paying attention. So they reverse the, the pitch, and then instead of having instead of it being oh two, it's oh one now, which makes a big difference. So this entire game ends up it's not Cleveland versus Detroit. It's Cleveland against the umpiring crew in the New York review booth. And what Frustrates me the most about this is that you're taking the result of a game out of the baseball player's hands. Now it's not about who makes who scores the most runs, who makes the most plays, who's the better team on that day. Now it's okay, well, uh, we're going to decide to enforce a rule that hasn't been enforced in 150 years and. We're going to overturn plays that we've never overturned before. We're not going to pay attention and do our jobs, and that's going to cost you the game.
1: Yeah, that's tough. I mean, the rules have changed over the last 150 years, but I think the big thing is over the last two years since, you know, they kind of, or whenever they made, they tried to like clean up the rule. They've been super inconsistent, and they really haven't been calling it. And it was just absolute bullshit.
0: Austin Hedges had a great like, monologue about it after the game talking to andre not
1: um, yeah
0: that was the, the special thing. note thing yeah but yeah
1: he said it cost the game play has been called a few times now that's never been called for some reason new york feels like they need to take the game over and change the way the game is played guys are just out There are plays at the home that there's plays at home that are beating the runners and for 150 years you're out now we're calling it uh now we're calling them out you know, safe on a type of rule that's really hard to define. They're taking the game, you know, out of their, the player's hands. It cost one run automatically. And then obviously ended up doing three runs uh, with the way the inning carried out. Honestly, it's a disgrace. It's embarrassing. That's a direct quote. He said, I think New York owns Zach Plesek specifically an apology because they took the game out of his hands. He was throwing the ball amazing and overturning it cost him the game. I don't need to get into the rest of the debacle with the umpires today because it was really, really poor executed job by them. It's too bad. It's too bad when we play a sport where we get held accountable. When we say something, we get held accountable. We get mocked. We get shamed. There's no accountability on their part right now, and that's really, really sad. I don't know why. There needs to be a little bit of – we talk about equality in this world. There ain't no equality with that. These guys are going out there with no responsibilities. They say, OK, here's a play where I can show my power. Here's a play where I can take over the game. And that's not the game we play. That's not the game we've played forever. They're trying to take over the game. and They're trying to change the game. And it's disappointing for a team that goes out there and fights every single night to win every game, for it to cost us a game where we're trying to win a division, we're trying to make the playoffs, we're trying to do something special. And for it to be taken out of our hands like that is a disgrace and extremely disappointing. I'm disappointing, and that's all I have to say. Bars. <laughs> Bars. Yeah, holy. I wasn't going to read it all because I started paraphrasing it first, and then I was like, nah, this is straight gas. I've already yeah. read it. And I was like, i like, got to fucking read this.
0: And what's crazy is it, all of it's 100% true. That, like, when you give Major League Baseball players free outs, they're going to take advantage of it. Example to run home run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, the argument could be made Zach Police that could have made a better pitch, and that's not a home run. But at the same time, he was out of that inning. Baseball, as much as any sport, is a mindset game, right? You, you get that third out, you jog off the field, you're like, all right, cool. Let me mentally prepare for the next inning. Now you got to come back out there. Your whole rhythm's thrown off. That like, yep.
1: You know what I mean? That's Yeah, because they were in the dugout. Like people were like I think Hedges was out of his catcher's gear, like on literally the railing. Like he Uh, spinning was
0: done. They they reversed this call, the mean mug that Austin Hedges gave the umpires from the dugout. If looks could kill, serial killer. Like Well, I
1: remember I can't remember what he said, but and I'm no lip reader. I'm not John Boy, but anybody could read it. I think he was saying like fucking ridiculous you fucked it up you fucking just kept saying it I was like oh Jesus
0: and once you get once the umpires aren't on your side it's hard for you to come back it's hard to like it's just an uphill battle you know what I mean so
1: tough game Yeah. So pitching analysis again, tough break for police He got into that trouble, seemingly got out of it. The wild overturned call, uh, that ends up, you know, one run and then keeps the inning alive and then ends up giving up the two run shot. Hey, it's up to him to not give up that two run blast. He is responsible for it. He needs to execute, but it's tough to criticize him for that. When that inning should have already been done, that should have never happened. Those circumstances shouldn't have existed. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's tough. His defense picked him up in this one too. um, You know, with that, uh, what should have been, you know, uh, an out and stayed an out. Um, And then, but outside of that inning, he still scuffled. He got a big double play. It was a
0: great play by Tyler Freeman. Like, oh yeah.
1: Top tier play by Tyler Freeman on that play. Yeah. Um, You know, after that, he scuffles. He gets a big double play ball one inning. He gives up a lot of hits. They're scattered, but he only gives up one more run. Uh, over the next four and a third after that first inning disaster and bullshit it still was just not a good start from him by any means but uh, the first inning was a bitch and it's hard to hold that against him but he still was not sharp after that so total five and a third a four run ball nine hits three walks three strikeouts against one of the worst you know offenses in baseball and history Um, and Kind of seems lately the law of averages caught up. You know you can't really cheat the baseball gods. We knew what the underlying data told us, and I hope he gets it back on track. He's still a gamer, and this one was a bitch. So hopefully his next start goes a little better, and we need him to to help us yeah. down the stretch.
0: Once you get rattled, it's hard to come back. And yeah, I, and he's I, had trouble honestly, with that. I honestly think that's what happened. The first inning rattled him, and then he had to come out of the corner, fucking throwing haymakers. And yeah. the bad thing about throwing haymakers is you leave yourself open to get punched back.
1: Wise words from Paul. I love it. Bar. So De Lo San- <laughs> yeah, De Los Santos comes on for the final two outs of the sixth and stays on for the seventh. Nice showing from him. Gives up a hit and a walk, but gives up no runs and goes an inning and two thirds. So way to bridge the gap. Henches comes out for the eighth one hit, but scoreless appearance for him. And then Sandlin comes out for the ninth for the second uh, night in a row and uh, perfect inning at relief strikes out two. good to see him putting it together. And yeah, we already talked about the special notes was originally just going to be kind of Hedges quote there and him just spitting bars. So game four is Quantrill versus Norris. Guardians come into Wednesday night's game pretty pissed off, honestly, after an absolutely terrible showing from the umpires on Wednesday night. Still, they needed to take care of business. But as Hedges said, the umps did take control away from them to an extent, which is just tough. Game three is in the past, though, and Cleveland needs to focus on splitting this series, which is a must, honestly. You cannot lose a series here. We send the red-hot, big-daddy-dick-wielding Canadian king, Cal Quantrill, to the bump. But unfortunately, he Every cools episode, off. Every
0: episode, he gets more titles.
1: I know. Well, he deserves them. He cools off, scuffling through six, but the offense decides their own fate in this one with a huge comeback in the eighth as we small ball the Tigers to death. Quick line, Cleveland eight runs on 11 hits, no errors. Detroit, Detroit. excuse me, four runs, five hits, no errors. Offensive highlights, bottom of the third with one out. Jose Ramirez gets hit by pitch. OG then rips an RBI double to right field, and that scores Jose all the way from first. Guardians take a 1-0 lead. Bottom of the sixth, Andres Jimenez leadoff double, followed by a Luke Mayley groundout that advances Jimenez to third. With one out, Jimenez scores on a passed ball by Eric Haas, and now we're back within two as we trail it 4-2 to two in the sixth. Bottom of the eighth, and this is where the magic happens, with two outs. Luke Maylie strikes out on what's deemed a wild pitch by Andrew Chafin. Ball gets away to the backstop, and Maylie reaches first on what should have been the final out. So that's important to keep in mind. This sh- We should already be done with this inning. Weird situation. You know, three strikeouts, but yet someone's on first. Baseball rules. But wait, there's more. Miles Straw hits a single followed by a Quan ground roll double down the right field line. So that scores Will Benson, who pitch, pinch ran for Mailey. Now we only trail it by one with runners on second and third. And this inning should have already been done. Still two outs, mind you. Ahmed hits an infield single that he weekly weakly chops to the left side. Kind of a Baltimore chop. Deep cut for those that have been around. Um, and that scores straw from third. Guardian's tied up at four apiece. So it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Ooh. But we're... We're still not done. Jose then doubles on a blooper. And the, like the definition of a blooper just pops this thing up. Yeah. looks like it about hits him in the hand and it just drops in the and, most perfect position.
0: Akil Badu kind of misplays it and it like scurries past him.
1: Yeah. He tries to like, yeah, the left fielder comes in third baseman goes out and it's just uh, it, like kind of gets turned yeah. around. So it drops in shallow left field that scores Quan and Ahmed and again, it's a double for Jose, so he's on second. And now we're up six to four. At this point, we're all losing our mind, but we're still not done. OG then doubles to center field. That scores Jose, which pushes our lead this to was seven to four.
0: Probably the deepest double you have ever seen it in your entire life. Like it hits right under the yellow on the center
1: field wall. Like he's had like seven of those this year. You can't hit a, a double further. Like I think it's there's no way you can't it's literally he's had like 7 of those yeah. this year. He should have seemingly have more home runs. Um and then we're still not done. Tigers intentionally walk Josh Naylor, which gets followed up by an Owen Miller RBI single to center. That scores OG and that extends our lead 8 to which, 4.
0: There's also something that happens on this play, not to keep interrupting you, but Josh Naylor on this
1: play goes first to third.
0: He slid head first
1: which nobody the, knows how, by the way. Yeah. It was just a single. Nobody, like, you can watch the tape a million times. Nobody, it's like magic. It's like, yeah. how did he go first to third?
0: And he goes, he he slides head first into third, hops up, hits him with a John Cena, you can't see me, and the hype yeah. trains back for Josh Naylor. Yeah. Oh, boy, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, I still don't know how he went first to third on a bum leg. Remember, he got pulled from game two. This is now game yeah. two. game two, right, with his ankle. and. He goes first to third, which even if he never hurt his ankle, I don't understand how he went first to yeah. third on this. I don't care if he was off and running; makes no sense. So, yeah, we eight to four, um, and that's how it stays. With three straight strikeouts to start the inning, we babbip the Tigers to death. I think the average hit was like there was a couple that were sub one hundred. Batting, at expected batting average, like in a row. We just, yep. just all the baseball gods said, you got fucked yesterday. You're getting them today. We drop a six-piece nugget in the eighth. Anything is possible. And everyone did their part in this one. I won't even read off the box score in the essence of time. But OG had two doubles. Uh, Jimenez, a double. Quan, uh, Jose, just just extra base hits. Yeah. We did strike at key stats. We struck out 10 times, but walked four times. I'm fine with that. 11 hits, five of them were for extra bases, so almost 50%. That is a good formula. Five for 15 with runners in scoring position, obviously a 333 average. Repeating, Repeating, of course. course, Ao, and that wasn't planned. And we left 11 on base, but yeah, I mean, we just, what a comeback.
0: Yeah. Defensively, uh, in this one, in the top of the first, Andre Samedis makes a tough ground ball. Look routine because his glove is as smooth as butter. Uh, It wasn't like a crazy play. But like watching him, you're like, oh, that's routine. It wasn't. It like took like a it took like a really tough hop, but just smooth as fuck. Because Andres does that. is is goaded. Um, and then at the top of the fourth, Jose makes a very good play with the bases loaded to kind of run off at the plate. They were they were playing up uh, like on the grass. Uh, makes a play to his left, stops, pivots, throws a strike to home. Uh, mainly makes a great stretch to get the out, and then. Uh, Also on the top of the fourth, Ahmed makes a great diving play up the middle. Uh, He doesn't get an out on it, but he stops the run scoring from
1: second. Yeah. Just good defense all around. Love to see it. So pitching analysis here. Um Quantrill started off hot in this one, looked like the same Big Daddy Dick King, Uh, three perfect innings to open it up, but the fourth inning gets away from him, walks the first two batters, gives up a single to load the bases, and then luckily gets a force out at home with no damage done, Uh, but then he gives up a sack fly and a two-out RBI single to Eric Haas to make it 2-1 Tigers, but he limits it to two runs, could have been a lot worse. In the fifth, he gets a quick out and gives up a single. Uh, I think it was to Akil Badu. Badu, 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 Badu. I wish you would, but don't. Um, and then steals second on it. And then uh, a two-out RBI single makes it three to one Tigers. And then in the sixth, leadoff solo shot to Willie Castro. Uh, he mows him down after that. Just not a terrible outing, but he wasn't sharp either. Six innings, four run ball, five hits, two walks, two strikeouts. Strikeouts were down, so not getting a lot of swing and miss. Um, But yeah, just kind of when they hit, they made it count, just strung them together. It was kind of weird. You kind of look at the line and, you know, one solo shot, you don't, you know, five hits, two walks, don't necessarily think there's going to be four runs. But um, yeah, it's one of those ones you forget it and move on. Offense gets it done anyway. Karen Check comes on for the seventh and stays on through the first two outs of the eighth. Uh, he walks two over that time, but he strikes out four. So the North Olmsted Police Department <laughs> gets at least a new light bar for one of the older cruisers, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, and he goes an inning and two thirds of scoreless relief. I mean, just red hot. Shaw comes on for the final out of the eighth to relieve uh, relief Karen Check. He throws one pitch, gets the out. And then he ends up getting the win because of the miracle comeback in the bottom of the eighth, because that's how baseball scoring goes. And Shaw now has six wins on the here, which reliever wins don't mean much. Um, it's very situational, but it's just what the, it's like that breaking bad meme. He yeah. can't keep getting away with <laughs> this. <laughs> and then class, a comes out in the ninth for a non safe situation. I'm assuming it's because he was already warm. So you got to, you know, use them yeah. because um, of that comeback that just kept, rolling and rolling and rolling um perfect inning of relief strikes out two because it's class a um and we got it done on this one all fronts good you know Quantrill scuffled a little bit but great bullpen um you know to lock it down and i mean just the miracle uh, offense yeah so. um
0: alex's special notes on this one uh guardians perspective tweeted out that right-handed pitcher james karinchek has been unscored upon over his last 14 appearances covering 16 and a third innings he's pitched uh the line 16 and a third six hits no runs uh eight walks 31 strikeouts
1: almost two k's per per yeah or at that rate almost you know 18 k's per nine which is nuts nuts. yeah so yeah he is absolutely cooking and like i
0: said it it I don't know if he found some like sweat and rosin hair gel and rosin or something but like if you watch he goes to, he every time he gets the ball back right he does his weird flip thing his ADHD fidget toy and then like runs his fingers through his hair goes to the rosin bag every pitch
1: but yep. hey it's working it is and he hasn't gotten caught with anything yet so yeah. god bless him but he gets uh, checked every my... inning so on my bingo board, did not have Karen check coming back and actually being effective. Yeah. I thought we might never see him again. I just like wrote him off. I'm like, whatever, you're washed. It was a fluke. Yeah, but he is dropping it off. I want to so, get your
0: reaction to this live on on the podcast. I got a, a new knob.
1: Punch your mic again. Yeah, I know. I got a new knob shifter. Right. Okay. Look at it. It's a pirate with. It's a uh, skull pirate with an eye patch, and he's smoking a, a cigarette or a, a cigar, like the butt hanging out of the side of his mouth. Yeah. That's a lot. I, my <laughs> my my reaction is, I love that for you, but I don't know what else to say. I'll post a picture of it in the Discord. Do a plug. All right. Um, next, you can hear me talk about our amazing sponsor, uh, BetterHelp, guys. Talk about all the to be time. Me this time i'm pretty sure it's me i think you were last week well you can double check it and in, in post but and we'll fix it if not but regardless you know therapy is an all the you time You were thing. last
0: week you dirty bitch
1: okay well then you're gonna hear from paul sorry fix this God. you're gonna hear from paul and when you're feeling angry like paul is sometimes you just need someone to talk it out with that's, of course uh, i'm angry you know, i gotta deal with your bullshit it's true <laughs> uh It's because you love me that you (laughs) care enough to be angry. But therapy, you know, there's no shame in it. There's no stigma. I go, my life's great when things are good, when things are bad. Keep everything sharp. Guys, what's up top is, you know, it runs your life, your everything. I mean, you got to stay sharp. Um, Again, no stigma. So uh, BetterHelp's kind enough to sponsor this. And Paul is going to tell you all about it. And then we will be back to go over the shortened White Sox Papa,
0: love you. This episode is sponsored to you by BetterHelp. Have you guys been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, going through a tough spot in a relationship, or you're just feeling down and want to talk to somebody. Well, the good news is that BetterHelp wants to help you today. You've heard Alex and myself preach on this show over and over again the importance of mental health, not only with professional athletes, but with you guys and ourselves. A couple years ago, I was going through a tough time in a relationship on top of being in the military, being away from family, and some other things. And I actually reached out to BetterHelp, and they took great care of me, you guys. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to help you. There are over 20,000 therapists that are in BetterHelp's network. So if maybe you don't fit right with one, then you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Signing up is so easy. You just fill out a questionnaire to access your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I promise you guys, it is that quick. Then you schedule a secure video or phone session at your convenience in the comfort of your own home. Plus, you get unlimited messages with your therapist. Join the more than 2 million people that have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Look, you knew we weren't going to leave you guys high and dry. BetterHelp was kind enough to give our listeners 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com 216baseball. Again, that is betterhelp.com, the numbers 216Baseball. Thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Guys, seriously, go take charge of your own mental health. All right, and we're back. Uh, like you just heard me say, use BetterHelp. Great company. Used them before. Um, take charge of your mental health, baby. Let's go. Turn- before we get started on the White Sox series, I saw a picture today okay i was waiting for you to join and i wanted to get your reaction to it so i'm about to text it to you
1: okay another one there you go another live reaction which is great for people to listen to oh yeah it's the guy getting dome in the oakland a (laughs) stadium (laughs) so did you not see the video
0: no i didn't
1: there's a video
0: It's a lot. (laughs) So there's a picture of a dude at the Coliseum get what looks to be like he's getting some top,
1: some (laughs) brain, some don't a bee if you will. (laughs) He was. Uh, There's a video. I don't know how you didn't see that before you saw the picture. I don't know.
0: I've been kind of off of social media the past couple weeks. Like completely. I deleted I deleted my Facebook. Oh, I love that for gotta, you.
1: That's the greatest decision you've made in a long time. I have.
0: I have. I still have Messenger, but that's because that's how everyone at work gets a hold of me. Yeah. So just I kind of have to complete trash. But yeah. And uh, so
1: and I haven't really been looking at Twitter all that much. I've just been kind of off the grid. I've been lurking a little bit, but yeah, I I barely tweeted anything out recently. Kind of feel bad about it, but. The show is yeah. where we put a lot of our time. But yeah, just a crazy week. We're human beings. Get off our back. Yeah. But speaking but, of. What, uh, let's go
0: yeah, ahead and get dude, into the first week. Dude, their first game
1: dome and the thing. And apparently it's. Being yeah. investigated. love by that news. forum. Yeah, there's a video. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I mean, it was everywhere yesterday. You could have to it. find it. Uh, love away. that form. Yeah,
0: go for it. But.
1: Don't yep. get caught. True. All right, so game one was uh, T-Mac versus Lynn. Guardians come into Friday night's game ready to put the disappointing Tiger series in the rearview mirror and get back to business against the Southside Frogs. In a stunning display of contrast, Cleveland sends T-Mac to the bump to face Lance Lynn, the definition of corn-fed. They are very different body types. One looks like a Q-tip. The other one looks like the Michelin Man. It was wild. Um, yep. T Mac scuffles out of the gates but then goes Cy Young mode after the first, striking out a career high fourteen batters, and then the offense rallies late he behind him. He
0: was feeling himself yelling in his glove, yelling at people, just talking his shit, strutting off the mound. Love to see it.
1: Absolutely love to see it. Uh quick line uh Cleveland five runs on nine hits, no errors. White Sox two runs on seven hits and no errors. Offensive Green highlights. Baseball. Yes, it was. But, uh, bottom of the sixth with one out, Jose Ramirez smokes a solo shot to right field. That's his 23rd of the year, and the Guardians finally get on the board, now trailing 2-1. to one. We all lost our mind. Again, I was at this game with Quincy and my brother Nick, and it got the people going. Bottom the seventh with one out, Luke Maley doubles to left field. And then with two outs, Stephen Kwan ropes a triple into the right field corner, scores Maley, and ties the game at two apiece. That really got the people going, losing our mind, just roped it right there. And he was burning out of the box, going for three. I As soon as I go, saw, it, saw it going to the corner, he was a little bit past first. And I was like, go three, go three. Obviously, he could hear me in the crowd. No big deal. And he, he never turned it off. And then my favorite part about this is that he slid in and you don't see Quan do a lot. And I don't know if you saw this. He slides in, gets up, does like a little like hand thing, like chirp, chirp. And then he like flexes, I think, a little bit and then gave him some finger guns and starts bobbing yeah. his head. And he I was like, that. he does that when he uh, hits a double, too. I fucking love it. He did. He, yeah. I feel like usually he just does the finger guns in a little bit. He had like a whole play that yeah. he put on for us. And I was like, talk your shit. Let your nuts hang a little bit. Yeah. So that it's good to see from him, who I think probably always keeps the top button of everything he's ever worn done. Like he's very like buttoned up and very like awkward I, a little I feel bit.
0: Like lately, he's loosened up a lot. You know, like jumping up on the fucking railing and and yelling when, I'll, or when uh, Andres Jimenez hits a go uh, go ahead three run home run.
1: I know he should. He's a beast. Yeah, it's still Talk the. Let your nuts hang. Yes. Still the bottom of the seventh, Ahmed hits an RBI seeing eye single through the left side. That scored Quan and gave us a 3-2 to two lead again. Stadium explodes. And still the bottom of the seventh, Jose Ramirez walks, followed by a Josh Nather walk, and that loads the bases. And then Andres Jimenez comes up. What else? A two-run single through the left side. Gives the Guardians a 5-2 to two lead. Um, the shift was on, and so there's a giant hole, and he just took it the other way. And I just love that. And another two-out rally from the 2022 Guardians was completed. We just do not quit. 5-2 yeah. lead. It's how it stays. And again, pretty quiet game. We were getting diced up until um, Jose's solo shot. And that kind of put some, some energy into the stadium. We blew a couple chances prior to that. And then the huge double from melee And then even bigger, triple from Quan. And then, I mean, Ahmed, Jimenez, I mean... This is our brand of baseball, dude. We just just yeah. pester you to death. And,
0: uh, I was talking to one of my buddies about it. That this type of baseball, right? Like the small ball that we play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, and you guys have heard me say it over and over again. It's just so much fun to watch. It, it's so much like it's. Seeing a home runs great and there's nothing like it. And it's the hardest thing to do in sports. But something about just stringing together, uh, like, a single, a walk, a single, a double, scores two runs. Like, seeing that, I'm going to come. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just the energy level one in baseball. It lets it just and build. It's the momentum that builds. It's the mo- it's. You get edged and you get edged and then you score a run and then you're like, oh,
1: no, Jesus Christ. Okay, that was a description. (laughs) But no, it's true. I mean, the momentum, especially in a stadium when it's just like hit, hit it it just because you get to relive it over and over and over. Because, I mean, scoring is scoring, keeping the line moving. It, It was awesome. Um, the last thing to point out is that Naylor stole third in the bottom of the south, sev- the bottom of the seventh during that rally. Because why not? Like he literally just stole third. It was just a clean steal. He just yeah, because he's a dog. And I think I tweeted out. I was it's like, because he's got a robot leg now. A man he's has got so much metal in his legs. I think I tweeted out. I said the man has. I added the White Sox, and I was like, the man has one leg, and you let him steal third base. You need <laughs> to be relegated to Triple A. Like, come yeah. on. So key stats, eight strikeouts to four walks, not too shabby. I can't really complain about that. Nine hits, three of them were for extra bases. Three for eight with runners in scoring position. That all came basically in the seventh. 375 average. We left eight on base and had 13 base runners. So still got five across, but definitely could have done some more damage.
0: Yeah, defensively, there's nothing special that happened this
1: game. And then uh, for TMAC, I mean, seven innings, a two-run ball. On six hits, no walks, 14 strikeouts. Holy shit. Yeah. And it was weird. He struggled in the first. And we're like, okay. You know, he gives up a single to AJ Pollock to lead off the game. Gets a strikeout. Gives up a Eloy Jemen- a double to Eloy Jimenez. So now we got runners on second and third with one out. It's like, ugh. Then Jose Abreu uh, hits an infield single that's just soft enough that Jose can't get there. Um, yeah. And make the play. I'm sorry? I said, yeah. Yeah, and so that brings home uh, a run. And now we got people on first and third. And then RBI single by uh, Yohan Mankata, the next batter, makes it 2-0. Um, and then luckily, he gets a double play ball to just keep it to 2 nothing. So it's like, okay. And then we get a little something going in the first. But um, then he strikes out two in the second. Strikes out two in the third gives up a leadoff single in the fourth and then strikes out two more in the fifth, gives up a double throws a wild pitch. So now he's got a runner on third with nobody out, which is like, ugh, it's already a two, nothing game. Hedges hurts himself on this play. And then he's like, fuck him. I'm strike out. The, I'll strike out three in a row after that. So yeah. not, did I look worried? Cause I'm not gets another two strikeouts in the sixth. And I will say it was around that time that, my brother looked over at the thing and he goes, does T-Mac really have 11 strikeouts? Because you lose <laughs> you lose pace yeah. of the game a little bit when you're actually in the stadium and you don't really realize it. And then I was like, no, 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 no. So I pull up the app. I'm like, holy shit. So then after that, you start thinking like 12, 13, 14. So he ended up getting two more in the seventh. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, he ends up getting 14. It's just wild. And then Stefan comes Which in. You got, you got to see, well... I'll let you talk about Stefan and then I'll bring it up. Yeah, Stefan uh, comes in in the eighth lockdown inning, one strikeout, love it. And then Klasse in the ninth gives up one hit to feel something, strikes out two, gets his 28th save of the year, took him 13 pitches. How cool was Klasse's entrance since you were at the game? It was incredible. Did you see the video I posted on Twitter of it? No. Oh, you should look at it. They did this awesome thing that I started recording where they kind of started it and it showed him... And then it, um, they brought him out and it did like the, you know, it shows the back of his jersey and his head and he's walking out. And it was just like, oh, it was like Yeah, chills. they did
0: that when I was there too. But I didn't get a good view of like the scoreboard
1: while they were doing it. But like when the song kicks in, you're like, ooh. I, well, they screwed it up because they got all this momentum and they kind of started the song. And then they cut it. If you look at the video where I cut it is where uh-huh. right after that, I only cut it because – they pu- they put on the stupid scoreboard. They get all this momentum, and then it goes to the scoreboard, and it's like Rockin' and blast. Is it after the game in these sections? Oh and I'm God. like, oh. So then he's already like halfway to the mound, and they kind of start the music, and it, it was still yeah. heat. But the whole even Quincy looked at me. He's like, well, that was kind of a like mood killer. I was like, I yeah. know. Come on. When he comes out and like you saw, like the flames go on like the side of the
0: the side scoreboards. It's like, shh, the fireman's coming,
1: and, and they then did the all beat that hits.
0: Yeah. and you're like oh,
1: oh. <laughs> they did all that but it, like they had all the momentum of like oh shit there he is it's gonna happen and then they killed it and then when they turned it back on it was still sweet but it was like you, you killed yeah. the whole vibe come on yeah that's awful they didn't do that when me and my, when me and my pop went but because you weren't there for rock and blast which I know we cool. went on a we went on a Saturday where it was it's a pretty serious fireworks show it was pretty intense really yeah, I ate ten dollar dogs and had I just had one I drank a lot for that work thing for two days in no. a row. So I had like Speaking a double. This is my third cocktail, so I'm feeling it a little bit. Yeah. So I had two I had one two dollar beer and then I ended up just getting a summer shandy. Just something light. I was like, I just don't want normal beer. Usually I'm like, you know, they're good, but I but I had one and then I was just kind of vibing. I, I just was yeah. enjoying myself at the ballpark. But anyway. Um, nothing, nothing like dogs and beers at the park, though. I will say it's the lowest grade hot dog ever, even for a dollar. I forgot how low matter. grade they are. I know. Still put some of them in da- my body. S- still
0: delicious. Yeah, I think me and my dad, we, uh, we, because we went across the street to. Oh, where'd we go? It's like right across the street from the park.
1: Uh, I know the bar you were talking about. If that's what, yeah. You
0: we went right across there, had a couple beers. So uh, like they gave the us some free seltzers, parrot, or am I making yeah, that thirsty up? Thirsty parrot. Okay. We like uh, they gave us some free seltzers. Me and my dad had a couple beers. Uh, this family bought us some beers because we let them sit at our table because it was packed.
1: Yeah. And then it's the, the uh, getting going, man. What did you think was going to happen? You yeah. Know?
0: And then and then we went in and had a couple beers and a couple dogs. There's nothing it. quite like it. Like, I might there's a chance if we make the playoffs right when we make the playoffs i might put in a couple days of leave to go to cleveland and catch a game i love that
1: it'd be worth it i i you you were there in 2016 when they went to the playoffs i went to the 2013 wild card game and i went to the 2016 um oh oh shit did i go to any 2016 or did i just go to 20 yeah because I, I saw the series. two series i went to the game one of alds against the red sox which was at home for us right yeah or whatever game because bauer dropped some dick off i got cheap yeah. as fuck seats to or no i sat in the right field nosebleeds and that was the game where they had like three home runs and in one inning it was nuts yeah.
0: i have i've never gone to a playoff baseball game in my entire life Because obviously during the 2016 stretch was when I was in Italy, so
1: I wasn't able to go to any of them. (sighs) That sucks. Yeah, and I went to the game one and five of the ALDS in 2017. Those were two very different feelings leaving both of those games. One was like, oh shit, we're going to win the World Series because we should have. The other one was I might end it on the way home. I really thought about it that was so painful but dude yeah there's Uh, nothing like it every pitch matters every strike every i know everything just you lose your mind
0: i uh i really want to go to one and i might get a chance this year maybe we'll see i don't know it's it's kind of tough
1: but we'll have to see it's exciting i'm getting i'm getting out of the military
0: here in uh 23 months so
1: not that he's counting. You've never yeah, been to a single playoff. Dude, there is nothing in this world. I know. Like there's nothing in this world on TV, but in person. When would I no- have gone? I know. I guess I just never thought about it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so much fun. I will do my best to be there with you if you go. One of
0: one of my we we talked about it during our fireside chat, but one of my best favorite moments of my entire life is the 2016 World Series, even though I was in Italy staying up super late getting an Xbox party chat and watching the game with you.
1: I know those were chills, man. Got to do what you yeah. got to do.
0: It was a lot of pain and a lot of sadness, but still some of the best memories of my life.
1: I know chills. All right. You want to hit the special notes not to kill the yeah. beautiful
0: moment. So Ryan Lewis tweeted out, um, that Austin Hedges left, uh, this game with a sprained right ankle Uh, It was on a play where he, it was a foul ball hit down the third baseline and he kind of slid into the dugout and you could see he got up and was like hopping on one foot. Um, And then Bo Naylor was pulled from the AAA game because they realized they didn't have a third, I mean, they didn't have a a backup backup catcher. Um, So they didn't know what they were, they were going to do. And then they tweeted out that Jose just hit a home run, which we talked about. Yeah, it was just Uh, the
1: that it was his 500th career was, extra base yeah. hit which is he's only the eighth Cleveland player to ever do that which is wild mm-hmm. yeah but yeah no we it didn't also, know at that time,
0: that was his 99th RBI of the season too
1: Yeah. we didn't know what he was uh we he's still at he's, he just needs one more um yeah, at the time we we're we were on Twitter, you know, at the game and stuff, trying to figure out what's going on, and we saw like, oh, Naylor gets pulled and all that, so we didn't know what was going to happen. Doesn't end up happening, but yeah, yeah, a which, we're it,
0: like- which looking at it, I kind of, I kind of, like gut feeling, I knew that he was going to not play the rest of that game and probably the next two. Uh, but it didn't look like it was going to be anything serious because he, he like hopped for a second, and you could see him walk it off, which yeah. he's a professional athlete and a dog, so. You knew he was going to tough it out, but then that leads into Zach Meisel tweeting out the next day that Austin Hedges lobbied to play tonight. Uh, he's questionable, but appears no IL stint. Brian Brian Lavastida actually traveled to Cleveland just in case, but he'll return to the Miners. It seems as though Bo Naylor was uh, was concerned as well, considered. Uh, considered as well, in the event Hedges was out for a while. I yeah. don't know if they would have called up Naylor just because I don't think they want to start his service time yet. You know what He's I mean? He's on
1: the 40. Lava's been hot yeah. lately, and Lava's already on the 40, man.
0: So I, I think that Lava Sita would have gotten the call. I don't think they want to start uh, Bo's service time or put or who are they going to drop from the 40. You know what I mean? So Yeah. But it was, it was cool to speculate, and I'm glad Austin Hedges is all right, obviously, because
1: I love him with my whole heart. True. And he needs to be healthy because he's making a homecoming here the with San Diego tonight. Yeah. Him so. and Josh Naylor. And Cal. Kyle. Cal's not pitching tonight, but he might be pitching I don't tomorrow. think I don't think he's pitching either night. Who's pitching TBH? tomorrow? We'll get to that actually at the end of the show. No, he is pitching tomorrow night. All okay. right, so uh, Game 2, Bieber versus Cueto. Guardians coming to Saturday night's game feeling like a million bucks after putting the South Side frauds in their place on Friday night with our classic two-out magic. We look to capture an early series win on Saturday, and we're in a great position to do so, sending out our ace, Shane Bieber, to the bump to get it done. Bieber pitches well, but the offense forgot to show up, failing to score a single run as we get shut out and drop Game 2. Quick line: White Sox two runs on five hits, one error. Cleveland no runs on five hits and one error. Offensive highlights: Not much to discuss. We got diced up by a washed Johnny Cueto, uh, but he's yeah. low key good this year somehow. Even though it makes no sense, just a Johnny lot of Cueto kind of dropped it off. Yeah, it was a legacy game. Uh, yeah. OG was the only batter with more than one hit, and of course, the one was a double because, god damn it, he is That's really he good. Uh he also had the only walk in this game. Uh people say he doesn't walk, so Quincy and Shambles right now listening to this episode. Uh just kidding. My brother and I were teasing this one the, walk. <laughs> teasing the shit out of him all through. I, every time he came up, I was like, "What are you going to do? He got a hit or something in that ga- that uh Friday's game and we looked at him like, "You going do we need to leave? You drove? We want to stay." Uh but no, he likes him It's just he is he's a statistical anomaly the way he plays, but Quan Naylor, and Melee had the other three hits, so Melee just stays hot. Uh, but hey, there's one to forget offensively, Quato Legacy game. Key stats, three strikeouts to one walk. Wild. I mean, just a lot of soft contact. It wasn't like he was you know, striking everybody out. Five hits, only one of them for extra bases. 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position, which that ain't going to do it. I won't make the joke. Don't worry. Um, we left all six of our runners on base because we didn't score a run.
0: Yeah, defensively, uh, in the top of the 7th, Miles Straw makes a fantastic throw to the plate uh, to get the first out of the inning and to keep the game at one run. Um, And then, also on the top of the 7th, Will Benson makes a throw to the plate after catching a fly ball on right. Uh, Luke Maley just doesn't catch the ball and it deflects up the first baseline. It looks like uh, Luke Maley was kind of assuming that it was going to get cut off and was surprised by the ball coming to him. And that can't be a thing that happens. You have to assume that the ball is going to come to you no matter what. Uh, You're a professional baseball player. That's just how you have to play. And then in the top of the eighth, uh, Andres Jimenez makes a great sliding catch on a ground ball, hit up the middle, pops up, delivers a strike to Naylor, covering first base to get the out. And then Naylor finishes off with a
1: great stretch to secure it. Ayo, getting it done. Uh, Pitching analysis, Bieber worked around some trouble in the first three innings. Nothing crazy, but he had some traffic. Uh, Then he mowed him down in the fourth and fifth. He gets better with age, like a fine wine. But then in the sixth, leadoff single to Luis Robert, followed by a Jose Abreu, one-out RBI double, all the way to the center field wall, got over Straw's head. Wasn't misplayed, just happens. Uh, You know how hard he hit it to get it over Straw's head. I didn't know that was actually possible. Um, That scores the first run of the game. And he comes back out for the seventh, gives up a leadoff single to Yasmani Grandal. A wild pitch advances Grandal to second. Then Elvis Andrews, known guardian killer, singles to center. Grandal tries to score, but gets done, gunned down by straw, which Paul already told you about. But uh, Andrews advances to second. Karen Cech then takes over for Bieber, gets a fly out to right for the second out of the inning. But Will Benson flubs the throw into the infield, like Paul said. Uh, just nobody really got it. And. Heads up play by Andrews. I was gonna
0: say that's not on Will Benson. I yeah, mean, he, it, you, you you could say it is because you could say he overthrew the cutoff man. I don't think he was trying to throw it to the cutoff man. I think he his goal was to throw it home. Yeah. And I think
1: everybody. Luke Mayley,
0: I think Luke Maley assumed it was going to get cut off. Yeah. And I think that he just wasn't expecting the ball. And that's. I don't want to say it's un, like it, that's unacceptable. You're a professional baseball player. Even growing up, they tell you to no matter what expect that the ball's coming to you,
1: yeah I, from the camera angles I saw, and it was kind of tough, it just looked like every like the ball just kind of landed in the perfect spot for nobody to like get it. It was literally just kind of no man's land i but I mean, it one hopped it one hopped to melee. Okay. See, I didn't see that angle somehow. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's why I was like, I, I don't really know what's going on. But yeah, it, it's just an air You know, he still plays great defense. It, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Everybody. Is. Everybody knows what what I'm talking yeah. about. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I guess it's not really Will Benson, but it, the error gets tagged to him. But score, if we yeah. trusted our lives with baseball scores, uh, none of us would be alive um andrews had stolen third the play before so then good base running from him just uh i mean fast and and make the break yeah. but unearned run gets tagged to bieber in that scenario uh overall not much to complain about from this bieber start he walked more than he usually does but he was still really effective yeah six it was and a good third. start just and unlucky six. by not getting you got the zach please treatment yeah six and a third two runs only one of them earned Five hits, three walks, struck out four. Can't really ask for much more. Already told you, Karen check, Um two-thirds of an inning to get through the seventh. Uh, perfect inning as far as the stat sheet shows because of that error. Uh, De Los Santos comes out for the eighth. Perfect inning. Morgan comes out for the ninth. Perfect inning. So nice to see them lock it down. But, yeah, just this one's on the offense, dude. Yeah. And then game three. Uh, everybody kind of knew people were worried about Saturday's game, but everybody basically knew that Sunday this game had like a three hour rain delay. Yeah. But it, it, luckily they didn't start it and then stop it. But then Sunday, everybody knew like, yeah, there's probably no chance we get this in um, at three Oh one. It was supposed to be like a 1210 start on Peacock. Cause those ones start really early. Uh, Meisel finally said game postponed. And I just want to say real, and it's a, sorry, excuse me game postponed and then September 15th is the makeup game. They had two mutual off days left and the 15th made the most sense. But I want to say one thing. Fuck them because they made people wait for like 3 hours at the yeah. stadium and at one point they they put on the scoreboard in the next 60 to 90 minutes we'll make the decision. Like bro, come on. Like you knew whether you were going to play or not. And I guess this one I wasn't there. The warning track was really really muddy. Um, and I guess the field was messed up a little bit because Elton John had a concert there recently and that kind of messed up the field a little bit or something and then the rain didn't I I don't know but like you knew you weren't going to play it it felt like so why did you make people wait for like three hours that's just absolutely unacceptable make a decision shit or get off of the pot make some Um, money I guess people buying beer yeah it's wild Um, yeah All right. So let's get to the who's hot. You're going to probably do the let's do who's hot and who's not quickly. I'll do the standings and probably the series preview. And then you're going to have to close them out the rest of the way because I got a hard stop. Got to get to bed.
0: So uh, who's hot list? Steven Kwan, he's staying on. He's staying at a last week, hit a 943 OPS in his last seven games. He's batting 355 with a 375 OBP, a 452 uh, slugging for an 827 OPS. OPS dipped a little bit from last week, but got he's just doing everything. He's made a couple really good defensive plays. Uh, 375 OP is uh, out of the leadoff spot is exactly what you want. Clutch in the late game, and he's staying on at a day.
1: Yeah, I mean he's doing. He's just a pest. The dude's just popping yeah. off. Can't take uh, him
0: off. Uh, secondly, Andres Jimenez. He's staying on. He's at an A plus. He was an A last week. He had a nine fifty five OPS in his last seven games. He's three thirty three with a three sixty OBP with a six sixty seven uh, slugging for a 1.027 OPS. Uh, huge <laughs> week. He had the big uh two big time home runs uh a three run shot and a two run shot in the same day seven rbis gold glove defense never stops smooth as butter kid's a superstar
1: yeah one one daughter that'll do it yeah a plus baby
0: uh tristan mckenzie he's going on raised to an a plus uh he wasn't a last three starts 1.67 era and a point seven four whip uh average 7.1 innings per start in that time frame last seven games 2.42 era with a dot 8 7 whip on friday he went seven innings of two run ball striking out a career high 14 and he was deep in his bag like i said he was talking his shit screaming into his glove strutting his stuff after strikeouts love
1: to see it yeah that's exciting i mean he's cooking averaging seven and a third over three starts of yeah <laughs> that is real good uh, Emmanuel Classé, he's staying on S tier, obviously. Yeah, uh, I mean, continues to think? be
0: the best reliever in all of baseball. Did we expect anything different? Nope. Uh, last seven games, seven appearances, six innings, no runs, point three two whip, nine strikeouts, five saves, season ERA one dot two two, season whip one or o dot six six. He's
1: a fucking anomaly. Yeah, the dude is just a monster. So he and stays on a, there.
0: Yeah, we have a couple honorable mentions. Can I take first the first off-
1: one real fast just so I can explain it a little bit just because I sure. dice it up? It's all you then. Shane Bieber, I mean, he is the first one on the list when someone drops off. like This is like three episodes in a row where he's yeah. on honorable mentions. It's just tough. But his last three starts, a one three two 3 2 ERA, a 1.03 whip, and uh the only thing because i looked i was like well shit should like he be on there over mckenzie they have like the exact same uh last seven starts uh their era over the last seven starts is both 242 i cannot make that up and that <laughs> like but i think Mac has a better whip and just he was already on the list sometimes it's just the luck of the draw like yeah. moving up games in a division race like sometimes you just lose on the right days you win on the right days and but, I I mean, Bieber's basically on this list. And then, sorry, go ahead with the rest of them.
0: Yeah, uh, Austin Hedges, He's has a uh three 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 OBP in the last seven games with a 3-40 th- uh, OBP in the last 15. Love to see it. Really good approach lately. Hitting the ball hard. A uh, couple sack bunts and a couple uh, sack flies. Just productive outs when we need them and just hitting the ball really well lately. Uh yep. Luke Maley in his last 7 games has a 1.011 OPS last 15, 959 OPS just won't quit. He's been on here for like 3 episodes as well. Um just going crazy.
1: Yeah. I I you mean can it's tell,
0: you can tell the defense is not up to hedges level but offensively he's been performing lately.
1: Yeah. For like a while now he's cooking. Yeah. They both are. Uh, OG,
0: he's been on a tear. In his last seven games, he's batting nine uh, with an. He has a 970 OPS, doubles machine. Can't get one out in left, left center over
1: that wall, but he just keeps hitting doubles off of it. Yes, he does. A 970 uh, OPS, baby.
0: Woo. And then James check we talking about him earlier, just out of his fucking mind. No one thought he was going to be coming back the way he did, just going crazy.
1: Yeah. So recap, Stephen Kwan stays on in the an day. Andres Jimenez gets up to an A+. T-Mac goes up to an A+. Emmanuel Clase ingrained in S-tier. And yeah, he's just, yeah. That's why we don't even count him in the, you were only allowed three, because he's just, he burns a spot.
0: Yeah. And then the whole honorable mentions list we just talked about. Uh, yep. Who's not list? Uh, Nolan Jones, he's taken off because he got demoted. Uh, hopefully he gets some gets some pretty good reps down in AAA, A. Get some reps at first base as well. Help us uh, deepen the lineup a little bit and get him some more reps at different uh, positions. Uh, Miles Straw, he's down to an F minus uh, from an F last week. He had a one sixty OPS in his last seven games. He's batting in in dot zero eight zero with a one forty eight OBP with a Dot zero eight zero slugging for 228 OPS in his last 15 games, 242 OPS. Like we talked about at the top of the episode, defense is unbelievable, but like you got you ah. still got to hit. And Damn. we talked about it. I, I, it's in there. We know it's in there. And just hopefully next year he catches up. Yep. Uh, Zach, please, Zach, he's staying on down to a D from a D plus after a nice bounce back start last week against the Tigers. He had a clunker this week against them at home. We talked about how we got fucked by the umps, but you you still got to make pitches. Uh, Not going to overly punish him for the start, but still gave up nine hits, three walks and five and a third. And his last three starts, he's a 5.06 ERA, 1.81 whip, which is not great. No, no. not at all. And we know that he's a gamer. We know that it's in there and he's gonna he's gonna dog on him. Yeah. He'll get it done. And I'll let you talk about Eli Morgan because you didn't put the numbers in here.
1: I know. I was trying to do it during this. Uh he's on at a D minus. Last seven games, eight five, three ERA. Last fifteen games and eight five nine ERA. So last seven games also a one eight nine whip. And a 1-4-3 whip in the last fifteen games, so just, I broken. I think he probably needs to go down soon. I don't know. I mean, he's been relegated from like high leverage to nothing. So yeah. um, I believe in him still. Just I don't know if it's dead arm, what it is, but we gotta we gotta put that on there. Uh, real quick, AL Central standings, and then I have to dip. You're gonna have to do Guardians news and close this out. Um, first place. What else? Sixty-four and fifty-six. You're Cleveland fucking guardians. Let's go, baby. Smacking the bicep. Let's fucking go. Uh six and four in our last ten. Second place, Minnesota, two games back. They lost when we had an off no day place, yesterday. Trish. Yeah, no, you're fucking police, you stupid Minnesota Lake loving motherfuckers. Get the fuck out of here. This is our division. Oh, I'm heated.
0: It's going to be our division for a while. We're so
1: young yes, and we so are. hot. I stay sleeping and we still get a game, a half a game yeah. back. You bitches suck. God, I love it. Anyway, 62 and 58, two games back. Lost three in a row. Love to see it. Uh, White Sox, three games back, 62 and 60. Someone's struggling to stay above that 500 line, but that's none of my business because this is supposed to be their division. But really, really weird how they're in third place, Paul. Really, really weird. Wait,
0: weren't they supposed to be really good this year?
1: Yeah, I know. Detroit World it like rumor can, or something? Yeah, it's super weird. Oh, wow. uh, K- Kansas City, 50-74. and 74, uh, Not important. 16 back. Detroit, 47-76. and 76. Holy shit. 18 and a half back. Um, and yeah, let's hopefully at least get one against the Padres. Imagine if we got both. And Mariners going to be tough. Split that one. Let's just survive another week here. Get some good wins when other team. you know, when our team, twins or white Sox lose and hopefully you know if we lose they lose at the same time love everybody and paul that papa paul's gonna uh sing you out here and guards up so guards up baby let's go
0: all right so now that it's just us we don't have the nerd with us uh let's go ahead and get in some guardians news uh on tuesday Guardians perspective tweeted out that gavin williams exits the game after six innings uh, with a no hitter still intact for Akron against Erie uh, in 11 double starts. He has a 1.59 ERA. His line six innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, four strikeouts, uh, 76 pitches, 50 of them for strikes. Love to see that. Just absolutely shoving. Um, Friday, Guardians Perspective tweeted out that Gabriel Arias is starting at first base tonight for Columbus. So that's exciting, getting him some reps at first base because obviously that's a position that we're not deep at and we are have nothing but depth at shortstop, second base, middle infield. Uh, Sunday, they tweeted out that after making his debut at first base, 22-year-old uh, prospect Gabriel Arias now is in left field for today's game, making his first career start in the outfield. Just trying to spread it out. Get as many reps in as many spots as you can. Love to see it. Friday, Guardians Perspective tweeted out that uh, George Valera unloads on his second solo home run of the game for Columbus uh, tonight. Valera now has 17 home runs on the season. Saturday, Zach Meisel tweeted out that the Guardians have promoted infielder prospect Brian Rocchio to Columbus. The consensus top 100 prospect has a 780 OPS this season as a 21 year old in double A, which is God. I can't wait to see these kids. Um, Sunday, uh, Paul Hoynes uh, from cleveland.com tweeted that, or not tweeted, posted that uh, MLB is fine, Guardians catcher Austin Hedges an undisclosed amount for his criticism of the umpires and replay officials after Tuesday's loss to Tigers at Progressive progressive Field. Hedges was informed of the fine by Michael Hill, MLB's Senior Vice President of Field Operations. Uh, When asked about the fine, Hedges says, I have no comment, which you knew he was going to get fined after absolutely destroying the the umps for their bullshit calls that they had. And I think everyone saw this coming, even him. Then Monday, there's this cool graphic from uh, I don't even know who posted uh, StatCast and uh, highest chase rate in uh, induced in 2022. In fifth, you have Dylan Lee at 39.8%, fourth, you have Kevin Gosman at 40.4%, third, you have Joe Mantiple. I don't know how you pronounce that, it doesn't matter, 40.8%. Uh, second is Dominic Leone at 41.3%. And first, yours, mine, everyone's favorite reliever on the year, Emmanuel Classe at 48. 48%. Just He's, what is that, 6.7% above second place. Absolutely dominating. Love to see it. Reliever of the year, no doubt. If he's not, we all riot. Um, and since Alex isn't here, I'll tell you about the upcoming series preview. Uh, we got two games against San Diego and four games against, uh, Seattle. You have, um, the Padres are coming in at 68 and 56, five and five in their last 10. Uh, tonight we are facing once MLB uploads, it is Savali versus Clevenger. Hopefully, we tee off on Mike Clevenger, the piece of shit himself. Um, Just absolutely dick him down. And tomorrow's Cal Quantrill in San Diego hasn't announced uh, who their pitcher is going to be tomorrow. And then uh, after that, we have four games against Seattle. McKenzie's pitching the first game. Bieber's pitching the second. And other than that, we don't know who's pitching um split the series against both uh both very good teams obviously uh san diego did what they did at the trade deadline they got better uh and then seattle is seattle they're they're good we get to see uh j-rod up there the phenom rookie and yeah just just Split both series, take one against San Diego and take two against uh, Seattle. And hopefully, if we lose, Minnesota loses. If we win, Minnesota loses. Hopefully, Minnesota just loses. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, um, thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe. Follow us, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at two one six baseball pod, go to the website, two one six baseball Uh, there you can get to the Patreon. Um, wanna, would is love to see some of you guys on the Patreon. Uh, and then also on the website, you can get into the discord where you can talk to us more personably and, uh, get some in game, uh, not highlights. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, in game updates. And, uh, sometimes uh we we have like watch parties and stuff where we all get into a voice chat and talk about the game while it's going on um make sure you like and subscribe to the episode leave a review um subscribe so you never miss an episode and get those automatic downloads and uh we'll be back next monday to give you a breakdown of the padres and mariners series and since alex isn't here it's just me guards up baby let's go love you guys